Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you good now. Uh, okay, I'm just waiting for the screen to pop up. It says we're recording. And by the way, I found all the last night's stuff, so I can post that oh, tonight. Fantastic. Have you heard it I'm yet? I'm worried that... No, I haven't listened to it yet. My phone is literally at 1%. <laughs> okay. It could be dying any second now, so... Anyway, um, I'm going to try to get going here. I don't know how to go back to other things that I need. Um i.e. effects and stuff, but I guess I'll do that later. <laughs> God bless editing. But here we are. So I'm just going to start, and then I guess there's not going to be intro music until I punch it in later. Okay. And I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to – are you ready to just go? or I am ready to go. All right. I'm going to give it uh, like 10 more seconds or something just so I have a starting point. Okay. And then Do you I'll have just... your phone charging or no? Yeah, it's hopefully my phone is the only phone that seems to die while it's on the charger. <laughs> um, it's a skill. <laughs> so if that that might just happen. Uh oh. But anyway, all right. We'll see. Okay. This seems to be going really well. I've got a really good signal right now. I'm standing in Tinseltown. Oh, nice. And the same, I'm right by a TELUS shop, and I'm using TELUS Wi-Fi, so it should be okay. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, I'm hoping my signal uh, stays stay strong. All right. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna wait until the two mark. So if you got 15 seconds to breathe. I don't have anything to drink. I hate my life. All right, 10 more seconds, and then we'll get going. Right. I I really. Hope this works this time. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Here we go. In three, two, one, zero. Well, hi there. Happy Sunday. It's June the 10th, 2018, and I'm Eric. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where if you have to argue the semantics between sexual assault and rape, you've probably already gone too far. And for those of you familiar with the show, this is where the intro music would be playing. But I have to add that later. So for now, this is what you get. Okay, we'll call that long enough. That's a little shorter than normal. Welcome to Is It Just Me? A special Sunday edition. The reason we're doing a special Sunday edition is because I am canceling um, Eric Brennan's Sunday School. Eric Brennan's Sunday School is just too much work for too little reward. Uh, maybe I'll pick it up again in the future but it's really hard to do what we do on camera and uh try to make it fun and interesting um with substandard equipment so that was a long-winded thing to talk about um welcome to the show everybody podcasting fm very happy to be back working with anchor.fm because it just opens up a whole bunch of new doors this doesn't mean that i'm abandoning speaker.com because they just opened three new doors for us too so that's three more platforms where you can listen to this show um and plus with what anchor does for us it's pretty much anywhere you can hear a podcast you can hear me and gord speaking of gord how are you tonight sir i am fantastic how you doing buddy i'm we're almost four minutes into a whole recording so i'm doing really well <laughs> <laughs> we'll take our victories while we can get them 
Exactly. How is the province of Ontario? No one's burned it down yet. No, you? no, we haven't started the, the riots yet. So we're doing okay with that. Um, I'm happy with the weather. We haven't had any sweltering heat for this last uh, almost week. So I've been pretty happy with that too. That's been nice. As a, uh, as, a well, which, as a fat ginger, um, I am not a fan of the heat. So, you know. <laughs> and, you know, after, after all, you've got winter coming in about a week. Yeah, there, something like it? that. Yeah, it's usually about every three weeks you get a good blast of winter. <laughs> we're, uh, we're pretty standard Vancouver weather here. It's been uh, cloudy and dreary and can't make up its mind. It won't rain, but it won't get nice. Perfect, uh, very despondent yeah, weather. The very atypical BC weather. Need a Woody Allen soundtrack playing. <laughs> All right. Why am I making weird noises here? I don't know. So, a um, little disorganized tonight. I wasn't expecting to be, but I'm behind schedule trying to get the mobile studio up and running. Uh, so, Gord, did you want to start us off tonight with uh, maybe pick up some stuff you didn't get to say last night? Um, or whatever you like. Well... One thing I didn't get to touch up on last night, um, I did a Facebook post about this um, the other day. Um, I had, uh, you know, I'm out here, I'm you know, getting, trying to get some new work going. And uh, first of all, Ontario is very sexist in what they are willing to hire you for. I have actually only walked into three separate companies and asked about a job and all three times I've been told specifically Sorry, you're a guy that is for women only. And uh, well, I've never such a thing. It was unbelievable. Um, that was all three for, for customer service based jobs. Um, two was to work in a bar as a server. I was just flat out told, no, if you want to work in the back in the kitchen, no problem, but we don't have dudes in the front. Um, and the other one was for an office job. And I was told, no, 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 office jobs are for women. And it was a woman who told me this. I do believe that is against the law, but I don't know Ontario law. Oh, it is the very definition um, of sexism against the law. Absolutely. But uh, it is what it is, and welcome to Ontario. So as a guy... The funny thing yeah. is, I want to know if anyone else has encountered this. I want to send in an email to maybe it's me42 at gmail.com. Have you ever experienced sexism in a word, male or female? Uh, call in and uh, a message here on anchor.fm uh, phone number 343-9745 and leave a message and please specify if you don't want your message played on the show because if you don't specify we will play it have you experienced when applying for a job <laughs> I can tell you like as a guy this is the first time in my life I've ever actually experienced this in a sense reverse sexism if you will uh to just be yeah, flat out uh, that no, you're you know, you're here applying for a job. You will work in the warehouse. I'm like, I don't want to work in the warehouse. I'm fucking old. I'm fat. Uh, my body is half falling apart, and it's not what I want to do anymore. Put me in front of people. No, no, no. I'm gonna get you slinging steel because you're a guy. Yeah. Shocking. You know what? It's funny. I'm. I experienced something very similar last week where. Uh, I was told by an, a job placement agency that uh, manual labor was what I've cut out for. And the fact that I'm now old, my knees are shot, my back can't do what it used to, that's irrelevant. Yeah. It's, I'm, a, I'm a construction worker, and that's what I'll be until I can't do it any again. So yep. 
it's uh that 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 part makes sense to me but the the flat out being told it's a job for a woman i don't see how that's even tolerated in this day and age <laughs> yeah there it is my uh, buddy who's a director of hr for a maybe, company when i told him he's like you know you should be charging him i said that would be three separate lawsuits i'd be going through and i've been in the province for a week like come on you know what I mean? <laughs> like this is just insane um but my wow. the thing i wanted to what I what was set me off on my initial rant wasn't actually about the sexism. It was sure. the it was what I actually had to go through. It, it was a job placement thing where they're doing like a job fair. They had three areas that you could apply for: um, office work, forklift drivers, and um, warehouse work, general labor work. I went in to apply right. for the office work because, again, I'm good with people, I'm good with customer service, I'm good with the phones. And I was told, no, you're a dude. That's for women. So no, no, no. You'll be, you'll you'll be applying for the forklift or this. I'm like, I don't want to do those. I don't care what you think. That's not what I want to do. Right. So she hands me the forms to fill out. This is probably one of the most depressing things I've ever done in my life. And I've dug graves for people. I mean, I've worked in cemeteries. I've made monuments. I've worked in warehouses. I've done midnight shifts. I've done jobs where people off themselves for a regular basis in, and this hands down was the most depressing shit I've ever dealt with. The, 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 the testing they have me do it's, it's testing for a two-year-old. And this is the companies that want to hire saying, well, you should be able to do this. And I'm just like, I couldn't understand how low the expectations were. And what the minimum requirement was, because it was so it was so pathetic. Um, it was literally here's a picture, here's nine more versions of that picture. Between one and three of each row will be different. Circle the different ones. And I'm like, wow. this is what you do in grade school. Like, why am I 40 years old doing the same type of bullshit? It just, it just, I, I was mind numbed about it. But what was crazy? I wonder not. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I just wonder if that corresponds with um, education levels in Ontario. It'd be interesting to look up numbers of, you know, high school graduate percentages and whatnot. Maybe that is the, uh, the standard testing for a 40-year-old male, you know? It, it sure as hell um, shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, absolutely not, but uh, that's something we'll have to look into and get, and get back in touch on. Maybe there is a, a really a problem with it system or something well i had asked i'm like is there because like when she first handed it to me i filled it out and i went back to her and i said um you might have given me the wrong one but do you have one for adults and she kind of laughed it off and she's like oh you know it, no this is the standardized test i'm like well if you're gonna make me do this can you at least give me a crayon like you know like let's just <laughs> let's just go with the with what you're giving me here and she's she's laughing because she thinks i'm just being funny when i'm each right. level they give me, I did three different tests and each level they gave me, I'm, I'm coming back to this woman more and more angry and frustrated. And one thing that blew my mind was one of the things, but again, keep in mind, I'm applying for a customer service or office position and the paperwork is all for general labor. And one of them was a picture of a forklift. Yeah. Okay. That is three quarters labeled. And then on the bottom of the labeling is all the terms and all the pieces of the forklift. And it has like six empty spaces. And the guy next to me, who is like, I would say, 
10 years older than I am. Clearly, this guy's been in the labor industry most of his life. You know, you can just tell. Yeah. Um, he turns to me and he goes, how am I supposed to know what these things are actually called? And I looked at him, I go, and I, I thought he was fucking with me. I'm like, really? And he goes, seriously. I'm like, okay. I said, well, you see the stuff that's already labeled? He goes, yeah. I said, find those words and cross them out from your list on the bottom. What you have left over is what's going to fill in the blanks. Fill in what you do know and what's left over. Yes. Seems pretty simple. And he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) This is a white guy. And there's no language barrier. Well, I'm going to take his... As someone who holds four valid forklift certificates at the moment, and I have to redo my written test every two years to renew any given yeah. one of them, it's hard. Looks, no, I'm kidding. It's not really, really simple, actually, and they don't change. No. So uh, that's that's pretty. It sad. was quite sad. So I have that. There's a dude in a business suit sitting on the other side of me. He's cursing and swearing through this because he doesn't understand what he's doing. I'm thinking. If you have enough of course sense to show up in a business suit, you should be able to add one plus one. Like, come on, this isn't difficult stuff. There is no math questions. Like, it's the thing that baffles me every time I take a forklift test yeah. and I'm in a room full of people. Half of them drive cars, which are more intricate and to learn and and operate. And yet, these people can all get driver's licenses, and over half of them fail their forklift <laughs> test. It blows my mind. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> It really does. It really doesn't. Oh, it makes sense if you don't think. About uh, it. I suppose, but that was I think that was the problem. <laughs> um, so the last part of the test, if you will, she gets me in a room. Again, at this point, I am legit frustrated. I'm each time she gives the test, I'm telling her, I said, I'm stealing another pen because at least I'm walking out of here with something. <laughs> She's like, I understand. Take the pens. I'm like, thank you. So I'm stealing these big pens. Like, I don't care. And I do the final test, and she hands. She takes this case. She flips her case open, and on one side, it's got these round discs with three different colors on it. On the other half of the case are round slots, colored in the same colors that are on the discs. And she says, using one hand only, you take, you know, a red goes in the red on the bottom left corner, and you go from bottom to top, and then the second row bottom to top. We only have... Did you get a food pellet? Kind of, right? I'm expecting that or an electric shock. It's one of the two. So I'm like, okay. And she goes, and this is a timed thing. I'm like, all right. So I begin and I'm <laughs> doing this and I'm cruising through it pretty quickly. And I get about halfway through and I just sort of pause. And I, I, I literally, I stopped doing what I was doing. And I looked up at her. I go, so what's the point of this? Is this like eye to hand coordination? Is it how you can pay attention to detail? What it is? She goes, oh, it's kind of a combination of those. And, you know, just sort of making like a basic aptitude test. And I'm like, oh, so I'm finishing up and I'm yammering away talking to her. Cause I'm, you know, I, I'm, bored as I'm doing this. I feel like I'm a child in fucking daycare, you know, putting circles and circles. And I was just going to say, you know, so, I'm fi- so I finished the thing off. She hits the stopwatch. She goes, oh, you know, a minute 12. And I'm like, wow, that took me over a minute. That's pretty sad. I should have done that about 45 seconds. But I did pause. I did talk to her for a bit so I can understand. She turns to me and she goes, wow, a minute 12. That's one of the fastest times I've ever seen. And the fastest so far today is two minutes is two minutes slower than you. <laughs> it took somebody three minutes to do this, and that was the quickest. Wow. So yeah, I, I left there feeling normally you would feel proud of yourself for being able to accomplish so much, 
but yeah, no, I was quite insulted by the whole thing. I, I genuinely need to know if this is an indictment of the employment system or if it's an indictment of the school system. And if anyone listening in Ontario, uh, tonight, I know you're probably not, but after tonight you will be. Anyone listening in Ontario, write into the show, maybe it's me42 at gmail.com, and let me know. Uh, is this time what Gord's going to, or is this uh, a new thing? Is it in a your Ontario system, or is it is every is the government putting fluoride in the water? Why why do people think Ontarians are stupid? Uh, write in. Maybe it's me forty two at gmail dot com, or phone in three four three nine six four five I believe, and leave us a message. And we have no T-shirts left to give away, but apparently if you write in or give us a call, Gord will send you a pen. <laughs> I'll send you one of the pens I stole. You can have one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, as, as, uh, no, as a really quick side note, I have to quickly get this thing out. When I left there, I <laughs> felt, you know, depressed. And I thought, I'm going to go grab a quick beer. So I popped into a local, uh, they called it a poor house. You know, like pours and P-O-U-R to pour a drink. So I'm thinking, cool, I'll try out some local craft beers and go check something out. So I go in there and I sit down. I'm like, yes, I want to try some local beers. First word, I said local beers. And the girl goes, well, we have Moosehead. I'm like, well, <laughs> of course you do. It's Canada. But come on, like, you know, help me out a little bit here. So I explained I just came from BC and craft central, the world for beer and blah, blah, blah. blah and I'd like try something different. And then she goes, well, we have Stella. I'm like, <laughs> you're the bartender honey I shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job here and I'm thinking maybe this place just opened up so I'm like how long have I been here for so I've only been here for four years like four years and I'm okay uh, whatever I said so we go through a bunch of the beers I do a couple of tastes I find one that I liked I'm like oh I'll take this one and she goes really she goes yeah really people ever actually get these ones everybody sticks with the Stella or this and I'm looking to the, to the left and right of me this is one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> And there's like eight regulars already in the place drinking. And it's a healthy mix of guys and women. I mean, this is the craziest thing about it. I'm just like, I'm like, wow, this is nuts. So I turn around. I have my beer. I go to leave. I get my bill. My one beer, $9.75. Oh my For Lord. one beer. And I'm just like, wow. And it wasn't even great. <laughs> Well, if you if you can get the uh, colored circles into the slots and earn that kind of premium <laughs> salary, then you get to drink the beer. Oh man, yeah, I came home and I'm thinking I might just go and bury myself in the cemetery when I'm done here. This is just insane. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking you moving to Ontario is the best thing that could have possibly happened to this show. <laughs> You're going to be getting a lot more rants than I ever did before. So for sure. I can't wait. This is fantastic. Oh. Um, on note, I do have to pause really quickly and just mention uh, some things that are going on here in the province because believe it or not, we're almost 20 minutes into our episode. <laughs> that is absolutely spectacular. <laughs> um, so real quick, uh, I need to mention this Saturday, June 16th, uh, 58 West Hastings, that's the Hastings Farm right between the Grand Union Pub and the Potluck Cafe is the first annual Downtown Eastside Memorial Hockey Tournament. Treat hockey and barbecue start at 9 a.m. with a pancake breakfast. Then uh, the teams hit for four-on-four -four action. 
Uh, co-ed team, please. One member of your team at least must identify as female. $125 grand prize to the winner, $75 to the runner-up. And we get a smoky barbecue when we're all finished with the action. Uh, Pastor Al will be there to give a blessing. And some elders from the uh, First Nations community are going to be there to help us remember the friends we've lost to the worth, worst health crisis that this uh, community has ever faced and will probably ever face again. Um, for more information, you can go to my website, ericbrennan.simdiff.com. And to register your team, you just go to the contact page there. You can register as an individual or a team. Please specify if you're a goalie because we need them. Uh, that it's again Saturday, June 16th at 58 West Hastings. Come down with old friends and try to make some new ones. That's really cool. It's really exciting. I am on a sprained ankle, a severely sprained ankle at the moment. Oh. So I won't be playing, but I will be uh, doing the play-by-play from rinkside all day interviewing people and putting it all out on this fantastic show of ours. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, want lots of people to come out for that because uh, it's a good good thing to support. It's put on by the guys at Insight. I've just recently gotten to know Insight um, and what it really is and what it's really like. And it's just baffles me what an amazing place this is. And the people here are just fantastic. Um, I couldn't do what they do. They just take abuse all day. And they, they accept it with a smile on their face and, and welcome everyone with open arms. They're a really amazing and inspiring group of people. So come down and uh, enjoy this event with us, Saturday, June 16th. Um, yay. I have no music to play. Ordinarily, I'd be playing a song right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to get used to this new platform and how it works. Um, Just, you know, for the record, Eric, get, uh, the, my end keeps cutting out. So your, your vocal on my end sounds really good. It's like, I can go... And then we go, eh. So it's just really, I'm killing myself laughing on this end, just so you know. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, I hope the whole thing sounds like that. Um, uh, that could be because I'm moving around, and that could be why I get a little beep. Quite possibly. That, like that? Was that where, did I just cut out right there? Yeah, you're cutting about every few seconds, but it's, uh, it's killing me. I, I'm loving it. It's very, very humorous to me. It's like you're singing me a song through a bad computer voice. It's like Stephen Hawking is singing me a song. Ah, right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the recently passed. Good man, good Shit, man. Was it okay. too soon? What tweet? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's never too soon on this show. That's what this show should be is called. It too soon? It's never too soon. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Um, what have I talked about? All right, Sunday school not happening. We're on Anchor.fm. Gord's talking to us. Uh, hockey promo. Get free coffee for doing that. So that's a good thing. Um, and I will just shamelessly plug uh, the Champion Tree Entertainment Company is very proud to be sponsoring this event and lending all the uh, talent and recording capabilities that that company has to offer at the moment. Um, Doing what we can, and hopefully next year we can actually do something for them, because um, they're just fantastic. Uh, champion tree, because the only things in life that are impossible are the things you don't try. Um, moving on, I guess this is kind of in line uh, with what you were saying, Gord. Is it? It seems to me, at least here in BC, that the direction things are going is they're trying to remove the stigma from homelessness and addiction by getting as many people as possible homeless and addicted. 
Hmm. It's just less and less help from the government in the actual areas that able-bodied people need. Uh, I was told last week that uh, manpower doesn't help you find a job anymore. That's not what they do. And BC Housing, a, a government department whose entire mandate is to find housing for people, they won't do that. I, I was flat out told that's not what they do. Uh, go, go find your own housing and report back to them. I, I don't understand. There's 110 different levels of government working together for nothing, it seems like. Well, um, the thing that I've heard so far about that's that was that a lot of it's going for immigration. It's not going for locals. So all the housing, all the money, everything's going to immigration. It's all going for new immigrants. It's all going for new people coming in the country. It's not going to help for the people who are here already. That's what I hear. Number one complaint in Ontario, you know, anyways. Now, I want people to, to answer this genuinely. And I know I'm not going to be popular with this opinion. Is it just me or should we not be helping our people? I know that's wrong, but I look at it the, like the oxygen masks on an airplane. Put them on us so that we can help the ones who can't. Does that not make, is it just me or does that not make sense to you? Help out the, the people who are here, we're established, we've been taxpaying citizens. Now I've been registered since I was 12 years old. Um, I've been off and unemployed since I was 12 years old. I've been paying into this system that makes, uh, 30, I can't do the math, uh, 28 years. Why don't I get help first? I'm all for immigration. Absolutely. We're the largest country in the world. We have, I believe it's something ridiculous, like two-thirds of the country is unpopulated. We have tons of room. Send everybody here. But get us employed and working so that we can help them. Does that, am I offside on that one, Gordon? Does that not well, make sense? Well, for the fact that I only heard about nine of those words, I think I got pretty much the key ones. I think you're pretty much right on point. It's, um, it makes no sense. Uh, but I think you're pretty much right. It is... Take from the people who have been investing in this country for the last, you know, 10 to 70 to 80 years and screw them when they need the help, basically. I, I don't understand. And, and I'm, I'm all for immigration, if you didn't hear that part. I'm glad to bring these people in. We've got massive land that we don't use. Let's share it all. But help us so we can help them. And help me first. I've been paying into the system for 28 yeah. years. I had, um, as, a, as a prime example of that one, while I was in BC, right after I lost my job, or I should say, no, I'm afraid that I, when I, I, I broke my foot and then I applied for EI while I was off with my broken foot, I got denied. I'm 43 years old. I've been paying into this system since I've been 16 years old or 15 or 14 when I got my first official job. I've been paying this. I've never collected EI a day in my life. I've been working nonstop for three and a half years, and I get told, and I got denied. I was the manager of a store, See, I and I got denied because they said, oh, you don't have enough insurable hours. Come on. My whole life, and you can't tell me my entire life I can't collect a dime out of this? Come on. And I got denied. I want someone in the government or someone who works for someone in the government to write in to maybe it's me 42 at gmail.com and explain employment insurance to me. <laughs> I pay into this every two weeks. It's my money. I'm not asking you for money. 
I'm asking you to return some of my money to me. How is that not just a given? Yeah. The system makes no sense. How, how do you deny me anything? It's my goddamn money. I never gave you permission to take it. You just take it. <laughs> and, and then it's just gone. How does that make and sense? And out here, by the way, in Ontario, I they take I, even more than what's done in BC because out here, you lose about anywhere between 41 to 53% of your paycheck has gone to taxes. So 41 to 53%, that's a huge amount of your money gone to taxes. And yet, I can't collect EI? Come on. It makes no. sense. I firmly believe EI, and I mean this. I mean this genuinely. I think EI should be... When you fill out your government tax forms, there should be a yes or no question. Do you want to pay into EI or not? If you don't pay, you don't get it. Uh, I think it should be optional. I have, a, it is now I have a simpler solution. Well, it's not simpler. It's actually a little bit more advanced. But I've always thought if we're going to pay into EI, then your money comes out of your check and it goes into an account. That money is your sure. money. When you are out of a job, you can collect that money and you can get your pay to keep you going. If you work your whole life and you don't get your money and you don't use it or whatever money you have left, then you get that money back and that is part of your retirement fund. Because you've been paying into it. How does that not make sense? That's absolutely... that. Now, see, that not only encourages gainful employment because you get a reward at the end. Well, it's not really a reward, <laughs> but it's like, it's like a savings account. For someone like me, that would be brilliant because I'll never maintain a healthy savings account on no. my own. Especially I in just, today's society. You're, you're, not, you're not set up to do it unless you're getting paid 300 grand a year. Yeah, you know, that's something I wanted to talk about, not necessarily tonight, but since you bring it up, I do want to mention, and I don't know if you're going through this, but it costs an incredible amount of money to be broke. Oh, <laughs> it's very expensive to be broke. I, I am spending a ridiculous amount of money every day on things that I never really noticed, but when you're, when you're counting your pennies every day, well, not in BC because we don't yeah. have them. I guess that's Canada. Why? Um, this is where my gift thing would play, but I don't have it right now. Um, <laughs> I'm spending a lot of money every day on things that perhaps I just didn't notice uh, because you don't think of them when you're going to work every morning. But now I'm pinching pennies and I can't believe the amount of money it costs to be unemployed normally. It's, uh, it's no wonder no one can get on their feet because once you're there, it costs a lot of money to get up there and nobody is willing to no. help you. And as Gord just points out, the government is the, the last group of people willing to assist you. So... What do you do? What do we do as a country to help out the less fortunate? Drop the housing price, uh, uh, the mar housing market, first of all. <laughs> million dollars for a house that's not even worth 130000 Come on. Ridiculous. The housing market, I, I honestly don't know enough about who's setting these prices or why, but they make no sense. And they're not in line. With this. Um, and I don't believe wages are in line with the economy. I don't believe the Saying if we raise our business, I don't believe it. They said it ten years ago when we raised it up to eleven dollars. They made the same complaint back then. Seven dollars was going to break the bank. They couldn't do it. They would all go out of business. I don't buy it. Yeah, but look um, at what happened to the economy since that happened. Line. Though, look at the cost of everything now. You keep raising up the minimum wage. The cost of everything else goes up because the companies are losing money. Company can't stay in business if they're not cutting enough profit. 
So they're laying off more people, making the people who are there work harder and longer hours. So you keep raising up the minimum wage. All the other costs, your cost for groceries, cost for gas, cost for hydro, for you know, fuel, everything goes up. Everything raises up and everybody, nobody gets it. Like Ontario, they just raised the minimum wage to what? $14, $15 an hour? And Somewhere in there, as yeah. soon as it happened... But they did it all at once. Well, it's supposed to go up to, I think, 17 is the total. By 2020, it goes up to like 17 yeah, bucks an hour. I, see. I mean, great. So I'm going to be making minimum wage. I'm going to make it $17 an hour. Fantastic. Great. But when and a loaf of bread's going to cost me $650. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And the argument is then all the other wages have to be uh, adjusted in line. I mean, you, you don't want to... Uh, a doctor or someone, you know, like that, saying making minimum wage just because that's what minimum yeah. wage has gone up to, um, which I think is kind of not a valid argument, in my opinion. I don't just because it's called minimum wage, you still make a decent amount of money, and now poor people do too. I don't see why. That's that's just a social. Well, think uh, about this: think you're working at a company. You worked at a company for say three years. You started at twelve dollars an hour, right? After working there for X many years, you all of a sudden are up to $14 an hour. Now minimum wage hits 15, yes. which means you get a boost up to $15 an hour, the same as the guy who just walked on the job. It's not exactly. fair. You've got to take that guy and boost him up to $17 or $18 an hour. But they're not going to do that because it that costs too much money. Sense. So they just fire the people or they Absolutely. push the people out that have been there for longer and they bring in younger people who have no work ethic who have no work desire because they're easily replaceable with another batch of younger idiots i was it taught when i was in management a very prominent canadian retailer um i won't name them but they rhyme with bona <laughs> uh they instructed me as a manager it was taught to me that it is cheaper hire and retrain people than it is to maintain a good long-term yeah. employee so you are that, that turnover is encouraged um it's it's cheaper and easier to hire and retrain than it is to have a good loyal employee that, that i don't understand how sick and backwards the world has gotten where that makes sense but that is why large retailers do what they do it's loyalty does not exist better. in business anymore unless you're getting into a private company that's not part of a chain. Anything that's part of a conglomerate, anything that's a larger business that employs more than five people, loyalty means absolutely nothing to anybody anymore. It's just, all we need is just fresh I've blood. We can this. keep replacing people. Instead of hard time or full-time, we're going to hire two part-timers because we don't have to pay them benefits. I had this conversation with someone else regarding something very different on East Hastings Street this weekend. What has happened to integrity? In our what has happened to loyalty? What has happened to just basic human decency? And it transcends all levels of society and all occupations. Uh, and and it, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's two criminals stealing each other's shoes in the middle of the night, what has happened to common integrity and decency? Why have we all become these horrible people? I can answer that question. Please do. Money. The cost of living. Look at what it used to cost in the 1970s to live in Canada. You could buy a house for, you know, sixty to $75,000. Yeah. 
You can buy a car for $3,000. You know, one person could maintain three kids, a wife, a dog, and a house on a 40-hour, 40 to 60-hour work week. Now you need two people working 80 hours a week, full-time, and that's two single people just to be able to have a form of savings. If you have a kid, well, you know, you're basically screwed. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't even. So you have to have a multi-income family. The, the stress to be able to afford to live is so high that every single person, it's not even a matter of being out for themselves as much as just it's pure survival. You're just seeing a different type of survival. Instead of us going out and killing somebody for meat, we're going to stab them in the back mentally. I wonder how far we are away from the first one you just mentioned, though. Honestly, five, ten years. I do society going that way, and that's frightens me. I see a Mad Max style yeah. dystopian society, or a really good example. Now, people don't give this movie credit where it's due, but the movie Demolition Man, <laughs> yeah, with Sylvester Stallone, the underground in that movie, headed by the amazing Dennis Leary. Uh, very possibility, just a group of people out there stealing food, not not for anything other than to nourish their families. I, that's not far off, I think, in our society, and it frightens me. I fear for my child. I also think that the movie uh, The Purge isn't too far off of being the truth as well. <laughs> what better way, well, what better way to thin out the numbers and to let people go rampant on each other for a night? I wonder. <laughs> now, obviously, we've got uh, uh, too much of a uh, uh, moral society or a supposed <laughs> uh, claiming moral society dictating the way things go, um, which is what's putting large roadblocks in front of genetic engineering and um, genetic manipulation, uh, you know, made children and whatnot. Thank God there's some roadblocks still in the way but are we far from removing those do you think are we are we going to get to that immoral you know, kind of uh, you know what's funny uh, i personally believe in genetic human genetic engineering absolutely i think it's the next step of human evolution eliminate the stupid perfect the human body once you're able to perfect the human body once you're able to eliminate forms of disease and really forms of absolute stupidity you can start raising the IQs. Once the IQs get raised, people start looking for better solutions for humanity. Right now, the world is pandering to the idiot. And but who gets to play God in that scenario? Who decides what the perfect human body is? Just the rich. Because <laughs> they're the only ones that can afford it. But, God forbid. But, I mean, really, when you look at it at its core, what you really need is you need into the human evolution, you need three core things. Common sense, you need population control, and you need IQ. And I'm not talking about book smarts well, we IQ. What's that? We definitely need a form be introduced or even legislated in the next... I think, I think I've been told we're due to double our population in something like 50 Oh, years. yeah, easily. Uh, some ridiculous well, I mean, the world population uh, has tripled in the last, what, 40 years. Tripled the world population. It's insane. Uh, which, 
which has a rippling effect too, because the more population, the less uh, arable land you have, um, and it just, it just snowballs. Yep, jobs, cars, food. food, space. And I still don't understand why no one's come up with the realistic soil style food stuff made from people because cemeteries make up Peru. Stop burying people. Turn them into food. We can solve two problems at once here. Well, I still love the idea of putting people into uh, urns in the sense and then turning them into trees. I think this is a great idea. I mean, I've worked near the that death industry my whole life, like growing up in the death industry. I've been around it. I've, like I said, I work in cemeteries. I've made monuments. I've done this whole thing. The idea, the concept of a, of a casket, uh, laying a body in full length, burying them in the ground, it's makes no sense to me. Have you heard of the, the process they've come up with? I don't know if they came up with it at BCIT, but they are now offering a course in it where you actually are decomposed into a, uh, uh, a usable, essentially a topsoil. Yeah. And it's to replace cremation. Uh, I have a friend. She was actually an intern at Eric Brennan Studios before it was shut down. <laughs> the internship actually that I believe you were offered at one point. Uh, and luckily, that's uh, no longer being offered at the moment. Um, anyway, she's taking this course, and it's instead of a, it's an alternative to creation, which is a costly uh, process. Um, and you become a soil, a usable soil, and put back into whatever you know your your next of kin chooses to do with that soil. Is up to them, but I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, and I don't get the attachment to the human body. I've always viewed us as a sack of meat and water. Um, I am a spiritual person. It's supposed to be all about the soul, and, isn't it? Uh, you know, the soul moves on to the next stage of the world or next level of whatever the hell it is that's out there. The body does nothing. It rots in the ground. There's nothing else. It is nothing but a sack a of meat sack and water. of blood and guts. <laughs> and not particularly <laughs> no. useful one, really. Uh, some of the left in the animal kingdom, we are the weakest animal you could possibly imagine. We have no claws, our teeth are dull, we have no hair to protect <laughs> us. We're a pretty sad animal. <laughs> if it weren't for our ability to, to, to think, we, yeah, we, we, humans wouldn't exist at all. <laughs> if there were to, it's communication, basically. Really, we have a language where we can communicate ideas, I think, much better than the rest of the animals, and we have thumbs. That's all it is. Yeah, we can that's talk it. and we have thumbs. I've been doing this podcast from a mall in East Vancouver, and I guarantee you that's all that separates most of the people in this mall tonight. From <laughs> I mean, the, we watch animals. We, watch, we all watch those when animals attack. You know, when an animal focuses on us, we're pretty yeah. screwed. <laughs> Absolutely. And I meant what I was saying. I know it sounds funny, but it's true. Uh, pound for pound in the animal. Oh, yeah, yeah we do. We have evolved beyond our defenses, which is, I think, pretty counterintuitive to the spirit of evolution. But uh, we, we, we become, we've evolved into species. I, I, I think what we're all going to become is, as you said, sooner or later, we're all going to be Stephen Hawking's. We're going to be in chairs with computers <laughs> talking for us, and we're going to have. <laughs> what was that animated movie where the people was at Wally? We'll end up like Wally. A bunch of fat people with no oh. bones. <laughs> drinking Slurpees. <laughs> Sitting in chairs, drinking Slurpees. Oh. 
It's closer than we think, I do believe. <laughs> I'm going to take a little break here. If I do want to stop and watch the third promo. I have to do a T3 uh, Gordon, sit tight for a sec. We'll have you back on right a minute. Absolutely. I want to talk for a minute about the J3 Legacy Project. J3 Legacy Project has one simple mission, and that is to ensure that every child in British Columbia who has an interest in playing, composing, reading, writing, or simply just listening to and enjoying music is able to fully access all the resources they need to explore their potential, discover their talents, and realize their dreams. We partner with like-minded community members to form a, uh, I'm sorry, a comprehensive easy-to-use online directory where you can go on and find out all the resources you need to help your child in their pursuit of a music musical education. Today's complicated economy should never be a barrier for your ability to support and encourage your children. Uh, if you or your organization would like to make a contribution to the JT Legacy Project, you can reach them through my website, ericbrennan.simdiff.com. Great write-up for this channel. There on the website, uh, J3 Legacy Project, ensuring the future and honoring the past. Um, that is about it. Believe it or not, Gord, we're 45 minutes into the show. Uh, well, technically, but we did it. We got an episode out there. Did you have more you wanted to go with tonight? Well, out of that 45 minutes, I probably heard about two and a half minutes of conversation out of the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. You can you can hear the uh, you can you can hear it when we uh, publish it, which uh, I really hope I've been answering proper questions because if I've just been going off on a completely different rant topic, you're going with it. This is going to sound really humorous on my end. So, <laughs> hey, that's that's the joy of having two people hosting the show. Frankly, I just like having you. you never know exactly. Which way I, I'm going to change the weekly poll question. I had a poll question planned for the week, which I introduce every Monday. Um, the new poll question is going to be, have you ever experienced sexism while job hunting? I want to hear from guys and girls on this one. Maybe it's 42 at gmail.com. Or give me a call at 343-9745, area code 604 343 uh, Or, yeah, for leave a message. Please specify if you don't want us to play your message on the show. Uh, Gord, are you ready to wrap it up, or do you have another yeah, subject for us tonight? I'm good to wrap it up tonight? for now. <laughs> All right, we did it. The first official complete episode with Gord. No problems other than the fact that the music and the uh, sound effects and all the stuff that make it interesting aren't there yet. But <laughs> I will get to those. <laughs> It's awesome. So, Gord, yes. are you with me? I am still there. Can you still hear me? Yes. I can, can, you hear, I can hear you barely, but I can still hear you. <laughs> uh, can we count on you to be here tonight, tomorrow night with us? Um, I believe so, yes. Excellent. On that note, Gord and I will return at some point tomorrow night. Join us tomorrow on FM, Spreaker.com, and anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. And until tomorrow night, take care of each other. Have a good night, everybody. And, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to push it cut off, but uh, oh my God. It's been so difficult trying to keep up a conversation on this thing. <laughs> I guess so. I wonder what was going on.
causing that? I don't know. It's just like I said, from my end, it's just like I get the occasional few words and then it just goes to either dead air or your voice goes. and <laughs> I don't understand it. Is it Ed, let me guess. It's perfect now, isn't it? Because I'm not. It's still sort of cutting in, but I get the occasional. Like I said, I'm still getting the occasional sort of blip, but it's apparently it's still enough. I can still peg into the most of the conversation. Wow. Well, that was a lot of fun. Anyway, really interesting stuff. I didn't think this Serial BC thing was going to be quite as interesting as it's up. <laughs> fascinated by it. I love it. Uh, well, I'm excited because I'm finally well, yeah. going to have, once you get the other episode up and then this one up, I'm actually finally going to have a chance, something I can then post and share and get yeah. a part of this one a little bit more involved. Well, I'm going to do this tonight's episode first because I think it's better. <laughs> and then we'll do our first episode right <laughs> after that. Absolutely. <laughs> so for now I'll let you go um, I'll, I'll try to get on that right okay. away uh, because they're going to kick me out of the mall here they actually closed 10 minutes ago and I'm just oh leaving. shit okay uh, so I'll let you go and if, uh, if there's any problems or anything I'll alright my back. friend alright thanks a lot Gordon okay, watch again have a good night brother <laughs> talk to you later man finish <laughs> <laughs> Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina.